Hey everybody, this is Kevin. I am the leader of this ragtag band of misfits over here at ChunkyGlasses.com and Chunky Glasses the podcast. I want to talk to you real quick before our episode today uh, about giving. Now, you know, if you are a listener, that we just went through some shit. I am talking to you from the basement right now. It has been restored. Uh, you know, it was bad for us, but uh, comparatively, this was, this was relatively easy. We had insurance. It was just a little water. Uh, and, and everything. It took a while, but it got fixed. Right now, Irma is battering the coast of Florida and the entire state. It's going to blow up through, I think, Georgia. And Houston was devastated uh, by Harvey. So uh, what I want to what I want to say to you now is if you're listening to this, you have a device that uh, a lot of people maybe can't afford. And so if you can afford that, I think you can afford 10 bucks. So what you should do here is is you can go to a variety of sites. Uh, if you want to go to redcross.org, uh, they have a easy, quick donation uh, form set up where you can do that. If if that's not your thing, go to Charity Navigator um, at charitynavigator.org, uh, and then you can pick your charity you give to. But my point is that if you can afford to be listening to this and if, and if you have that freedom, then you can afford to be helping out your fellow man in their time of need. Uh, so do that. We're, we're giving, um, I know I am. I'm going to see if we can get our whole crew to give some. And, uh, and that's it. That's all there is to it. There's no further explanation. Just be good. Be good to your people. Now let's get on with the show. Okay. It happens here. And it finishes here. Two men enter. One man. Nearly a two word review. Just a shit sandwich. Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Lights of the Podcast. And I am back in the basement talking to you. Uh, at long last, we have rebuilt. Uh, we are bigger, faster, stronger. We have the technology. Uh, a few minor upgrades, but it is the same old basement. And uh, and as we sort of recover from hiatus and sort of roll back out, uh, we got a good one for you. Now, I, I mentioned that we wanted to start keeping these a little short, but uh, a funny thing happened on the way to that uh, Trump. <laughs> That's the only thing I'm, I'm going to blame everything on Trump. But really, 2017 has been a hell of a year, and, and for everybody, for all kinds of reasons, and uh, we are not immune to that. And and sometimes this comes out uh, when we talk about art. So, what we got going on today is uh, there's an article in the New York Times talking about women in rock, and so we're going to sort of dissect that, uh, talk about it, talk about what it means. Uh, why, when, when we're talking about this, this, this may not seem obvious to some of you, but we have to be careful how we that we do it right, that we don't turn it into like fetishizing people. Um, so, we're, so we're going to address that a little bit, and then we're going to be talking about uh, James Murphy's LCD sound system, their return, American Dream uh, is out now. In fact, I just saw a thing recording Sunday night that said it was number one. Uh, we're going to talk about that, and and look, it's a long conversation. It's this is 
This is going to be a complex conversation. It's myself, Marcus Dowling, and uh, and Eduardo. But I promise you, if you stick with it, uh, maybe it's not even about the album. I don't know, but but we're we're sort of working through things that are that are going on in our world, and, and part of our world is this album that is inescapable. Art does not exist in a vacuum, and art, in my mind, uh, is there to sort of enrich and to enlighten, to shine a light on what the the better path forward is. And sometimes it doesn't do that. So whether or not that's the case with uh, American Dream, you're just gonna have to tune in and see. So, so that's our podcast. It's a long one, uh, and, and but I think you'll, I think you'll quite enjoy it. And honestly, after listening to it, if you, if you have questions, if you disagree with things we said, please engage. Right there in the comments, you can just leave a comment. I monitor them. We'll answer them. We we are not always right. We say this over and over on the show. Uh, but a lot of what I do is to try to get a conversation going. And and so looking at an issue and saying, oh, okay, well, this is this is problematic, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about it so you guys can hear it. But maybe you have better thoughts. Maybe you're the expert. Maybe you're like, hey, I want to come on and correct you guys. And we are totally and always open to that. So uh, with that in mind, let's head on up to the cat apartment. It's, God, it's three stories up. It's a lot of stairs. Uh, where myself, Mr. Dowling, and, uh, and Eduardo are uh, getting together to drink a few beers and talk about LCD Sound Systems. Comeback album, American Dream. <laughs> Paul was trying to say, or you were trying to say, nobody would do this. He was like, "Nah, man, Eduardo's got this." I mean, this. not every day. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not streaming like, that shitty video stand. five times a day. Yeah, yeah, okay, she got information. I'm, okay, I'm se- I'm sem- I'm semi Stan. <laughs> did you uh, like the cat video? I did like the cat video. I think yeah. it's. I, I mean, I you mean, liked it on like Facebook. You did. I, you I did. already knew her cat was named Olivia, <laughs> like from her Instagram. So, um, that's slightly. That's uh, that's that's. <laughs> Cats are, t- my t- take cats, a, are, cats are my beat, guys. I, I, I know, but <laughs> just, take us down this path. How, how you know about Taylor Swift's cat's name? She, she, the uh, Olivia shows up on Instagram often. Okay, keep so. on going. Yo, yo, <laughs> Rapid, Rapid Joe Lappin is a fan of the new album. He would have come by. Oh, did he say that? Yeah. I'm too late, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll rap. Sorry. I'll rap. I'll rap Joe here. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry Rapid Joe Lappin. Uh, <laughs> We're going to carry on. Well, because, look, you guys can attest, there's not a lot of room in the cat apartment. It's built for cats, right? It's cozy. This is cozy as fuck. As soon as we got a couch up here, which is a very different, a very 70s couch, 80s couch, actually. This is 80s. Very 80s, yes. Uh, Couch up here, uh, because (laughs) all that was up here was the cat's bed and this table that we're sitting around. Mm -hmm. Um, And then as soon as we got up here, it was, we put this couch in here and it was like, oh, we can hang out with the cats. The cats appreciated it. If we want to get up and work out, in this case, if we want to make a podcast, you know, we can do That's all these right. things. It feels your the rock basement at this point, people. If you're listening, is three floors below us, right? Yes. Is that right? We're, yes. we're, yes. we're up floors, in yes. we're up in the clouds. Exactly. We are up in the clouds. <laughs> penthouse apartment in the sky. Penthouse apartment <laughs> in the sky. I mean, and, and it's it, it, it's one of the weird things about uh, this house, and one of the reasons that we got it, and sort of the magic of the basement, I think, is matched. 
by the magic of up here. If no. you're up here, the crickets are going. It's, right? It we're, is bucolic. We're just, it's bucolic. It is bucolic. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good word. There you go. And it might be the, the only moment. I occasionally moment. write, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> and do you use Grammarly? Oh, I Sponsored do now. By Grammarly. I do now. Um, you know, it might be the only moment of uh, is bucolism, a word? I guess it can be. It, it is now. It might be the only moment uh, we have uh, on this, this episode. So we're going to be talking about LCD Sound Systems' uh, American Dream. This is the comeback album, kids. Uh, I was at, I'll tell you more about this later, but I was at the last show, and uh, people were like, that's a, that's a cynical thing. He's going to come back in like three years. He beat, he beat the odds by two, and, and now he's back. And, and so for a variety of reasons, many of which I am now right. <laughs> regretting, we're going to talk about this. Okay. But so before, one, that, before, that, yeah, yeah. before that, yeah. um, I want to talk about little little news, little stuff going on in the world. Oh, Lord. Uh, because that is one thing we did discover in the break that we have some, uh, at least to us, interesting discussions. And look, guys, it's all about us. Yes. It doesn't matter. We yep. appreciate you listening. <laughs> but it's just like, we're hanging out. I'm drinking an apple Pinot Grigio. You've got a nice two-hearted ale. Yeah. I'm pushing the sponsors. If somebody can, like, hashtag us or add bells, us. Like, bells come our way. Like, three, 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 three stars. Yeah. Three stars. You're, you're represented. Three stars wrapped in the catapult. peppercorn saison. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Um, so, but a couple, I think it was a couple weeks ago, article came out in the New York Times. This is, I, I, I this is just my opinion. A direct response to the list that NPR put out. No, but really uh, though. Yeah, but yeah. really, and, and, <laughs> yeah. and suddenly, suddenly it was like everybody, which I did not enjoy. For we'll get into that, but uh. but uh, but somebody decided this is the thing we have to talk about now. We have to talk about women in rock. So the name of the, the article was "Rock's Not Dead." It's ruled by women. The roundtable conversation. Uh, the the uh, lead is guitars we seem to matter less than ever, but just beneath the mainstream, dozens of female bands are making some of the most urgent, politically relevant music around. Despite that argument being so tired of rocks dead, and I mean, look, that's just not a fact, and and it lives whether you're male or female and stuff. Uh, you know, this is actually a a hefty multimedia piece that the New York Times did. And a pretty decent discussion with some very, to my mind, obvious flaws in it. But uh, mm. put on by a mostly male staff. That's one of them. Uh, <laughs> John uh, Karamanka, Joe Cuscarelli, Karen Gantz, and John uh, Perlis. On the table, uh, the artists they talk about are Shauna Potter, War a Woman, uh, Victoria Reese, Downtown Boys, a band I, I just finally came around to it. Very much Solid enjoyed their fucking shit. band. And they yeah. just, they were going to yeah. be talking about their album later on. Okay, so, sweet. Okay. Uh, for it. But yeah. uh, Sadie Dupuis of Speedy Ortiz, uh, a band that I don't love, but uh, our friend Thor is good friends with them. Oh. So, uh, I, like, I, like, I like Sadie's yeah. music. Oh. Ale- Alex Luciano of Diet Sig, the less about that band said, the better. Uh, Leticia <laughs> Tamko of Vagabond, I've heard I, I should see them, and I kind of believe it. Christina Halliday of Sheer Mag, another band that I just sort of got into. Mm-hmm. If it's, uh, We're going to talk about that album, too. It's not... Um, it's different. Like, it is very much big star, but it's different. And, okay. and that's the best mini-review. Lindsay Jordan of Snail Mail, which we'll talk about that, and oh, Sophie boy. Allison of Soccer Mommy. Um, and basically, the gist of this article is, is them saying uh, how life is in the music industry uh, as a female, which we know lots of issues. It's uh, horrible. Uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it is horrible. Uh, I, I don't know if you can separate or should separate 
life in the music industry from just life as a woman in America or um, <laughs> the world. I mean, that, that's, 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 that's actually you're on, a, you're on a good good trail there. Yeah, huh? uh, that's the thing. But, you know, um, there's a couple quotes in here. And it says, uh, Shauna Porter, or Potter, excuse me, from one woman says, representation really matters. You can't be what you can't see. And uh, I had to deal with that just a singer shit. And only the thing I kept telling myself was no one ever said Robert Plant was just a singer, which is wrong. I, I, that was that. I, I think that's wrong. That's uh, not. That's actually not true. Well, I've I've <laughs> I think I've I've referred to him as a you know high octave kind of preening person who just yelps his way through songs. But I don't like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I've, also, yeah. I've also called Jimmy Page a guy who just. Learned a blue scale and bought a distortion pedal. <laughs> so, wow. so um, that's my that's my <laughs> hottest take, steering <laughs> take. And and Jordan uh, uh, from Snail Mail saying, I think Bandcamp and the DIY route are really cool because it allows people who may not be able to afford guitar lessons or maybe come out from a different financial backgrounds to put out their stuff and uh, not necessarily pay a million dollars for studio time. Everybody gets a chance. Uh, the thing I'm I'm trying to get at is the is with all of these. Is that uh, we know there are issues, we know there are problems, but what they're talking about, like that's that quote specifically, is just sort of a younger crowd getting into the industry and not necessarily liking what they see, and it's it's gender agnostic, like re- really gender agnostic. Also, that's a weird representation of Bandcamp, but <laughs> neither here nor there. Man. But searing. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to turn this over to you guys in a second. But yeah. uh, but I want to say there's an article I'm going to put a link to, uh, a breakdown of symphonies, uh, because you can't just talk about DIY. You can't talk about punk, which a lot of this is. And these conversations Correct. happen in punk communities as if there's nothing else going on in the world. Uh, and and but basically, what this article concluded was that yes. The whole industry of symphonies, American symphonies, and actually this was worldwide, uh, is is male dominated. It's not by a lot. It's not. It's not by. You know, I think it was by like fifteen percent. But then you start breaking it down into like the different parts. And so, for example, strings dominated by females, uh, woodwinds dominated by females, brass dominated by males. I mean, things that. We we would might expect from uh, our gender expectations, which are always going to be wrong, but you know they they make sense. But I, I guess what I'm getting at, where I want to start at, is that all this opens up a little different conversation about how much of this is this article specifically is just trying to leverage a a, a, a hot button topic, and how much of it is like. How do we get to a deeper discussion and acknowledge just truths mm. about genders and differences in gender? Well, I'll, I'll I'll just I'll quickly say that I think the you know the the main the headline portion of the article, which is that basically indie rock is is flat and stagnant, and women are doing more exciting things than men in it. To me, I like I read that and I'm like, yeah, I have no problem with that statement. Quoted that for seems, truth. Yeah, that seems that seems <laughs> that seems I mean, absolutely correct. Like I, I, like like but, one of our one of our favorite records this year was Allison Crutchfield's. Stranger in this well, town. Well, right? I mean, well, so. yeah, but but like a lot of my favorite albums and artists are tend to be female. I don't I, I personally. This is just me. I, I don't differentiate. I don't think, but I, I don't like any. I don't think anything is interesting going on in any rock. Specifically, these bands. Like I said, out of all well, these if, bands, or, the only one that I think is interesting is Downtown Boys. Sheer Mag is okay, but their their pop like seventies glam pop, like in a little punk rapper, and so they're getting some heat. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna link this all together. Okay, it's actually great that we're talking about this on LCD Sound System yeah. podcast. It's perfect. 
Um, this is what happens when like New York City scene kids all end up writing for the New York Times, which mm-hmm. all these New York City mm-hmm. scene kids in the seventies would be writing for some underground trash mag that gets passed out at CBGBs. And the they 90s, were called they were called zines, man. No, that's that's in the nineties. <laughs> Sorry, in the nineties they would have been writing for a zine. Yeah. In two thousand and seventeen, they might also freelance for pitch for, uh, for Bandcamp. These are things, but they all are at the New York Times. So um, there's two books that came out in the last like year. I read both of them. Is Meet Me in the Bathroom one of the, one yes. of the ones you're going to mention? Okay. Yes. Okay. Just, so yeah, I, one of them I just, is uh, I just ordered that from the from New York Rock from the rise of the Velvet Underground to the fall of CBGB by Stephen Bluth, and then there's uh. The other book, which is you know very relevant to all conversations we'll have on this podcast, mm-hmm. Meet Me in the Bathroom, Rebirth in Rock and Roll in New York City, 2001 to 2011. So by, um, I forget the name of the author, but it's it's written by a woman, right? Yeah, or it's, it's or, um, yes. Elizabeth yeah. Goodman. Yes. Yeah, Elizabeth Thank Goodman you. wrote that. So uh, here's the thing. Um, scenes are awesome. Like, because we're in D.C., we talk about a scene mm-hmm. a lot. It's yeah. in D.C. And scenes are great because you see all the same people all at the same time. And they hopefully improve their musical caliber to a level where they all get signed and they all become fantastically famous. And we could talk about that one time we saw the Strokes at, you know, some random bar in New York City in 2001. That's what you want. Um, Donald Trump got elected president. Yeah. And what that did for a lot of indie scene kids was make them long for all of the things that they had lost in the world. Which they felt like everybody lost everything. Yeah. When Donald Trump was elected president. So you've had this kind of like revisionist history of like everything where it's like we must reclaim all of the things that we love as liberal thinking, progressive people. But it's because people feel threatened. Right. right? Exactly. I mean, that's the so, right. Yeah. So so we end up with this article, beautiful article that was beautifully laid out and mm-hmm. wonderfully. They spent a lot of time, a, nice a lot package. of money. Yeah. The NPR piece where they talked about all the great women. Because women who make all sorts of music, that's an important thing to talk about when you have the loss of things that you care about. A, a playlist that, by the way, was probably 30 years too late. But, I mean, you know, but, yeah. but, but Donald Trump is president, so we can, like, re- retroactively, like, fix all these things with giant playlists. And... Right, but you don't get to cl- pat yourself on the back and be like... No, but you do, <laughs> though, you do, though, because, you know, you've done a thing that, that allows you to resist sure, and, and, sure. and to reclaim your time. Right. So use all the all the hot words, I but uh, but I want to. But the thing is, with this piece, is that this is where it goes from this like big picture thing mm. to this smaller picture scene, where all of these writers go to the same concerts at the same time and they're talking about the same groups that they all really like. So this is the thing yeah. that actually they could have talked to Pooja Patel at Spin and written it in Spin, but Spin is not a thing that you find in you know your your next to your freezer section at the the grocery store anymore so it ends up in the new york times well and it's it just feels like it's 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 in theory a great piece like in theory to write about women and to say that women women in rock is important is important it is and And, and to be be clear with everybody that we we are we are not in theory that's beautiful but in practice you can't do a piece like this and be so hyper localized and yeah. so yeah. hyper focused 
to the point where it's almost masturbatory. Well, like, well uh, ideally, ideally, they would have gone outside of that, uh, like the children of Sonic Youth and Pavement. I say this as someone who loves both of those bands yeah. desperately. Right? Yeah, but like, to me, it's like, and, if you want it to really be like interesting and talk about women making cool music, there's an underground dance scene in Iowa City, Iowa right now. And that's, that's the point. Awesome. That's the point. But that's not but and like they people, could have talked about, but people who read the Times don't want to read about right. so, like no, they, the they know is, they know they know Sadie Dupuis and they, they know They don't, but they also don't like they'll let a condescending headline slide. Because what the headline says is uh, we're pop critics and we've been noticing this and that just means you guys aren't paying attention to anything. Right, but you're but because, because if, you're, if you're just now getting that it, or maybe this is just getting into your sphere of like consumption. No, but it's like, the fact you're that they really bad at no, your but job. It's the idea that they okay. So when you write for New York Times, as somebody who pitches freelance all the time, and I'm I'm in the like not to name drop a thing, but I'm finishing up a piece for Vice, and you pitch these Ooh. things, Ooh. which is my fault. Yeah, it's literally a hundred percent Kevin Hill's fault. Yep, I'm literally. It's no like when it comes out, I should like thank Kevin for mm-hmm. forcing me to write this piece. But in any event. So you pitch these pieces, and the pieces they get pitched now when you're a writer, because we're in this like weird void of you know humanity where you know the president is orange and does crazy things every single day that you know stand against you know progressive thought eight times eight times a day right so <laughs> there's some crazy so you can pitch yeah. things in mainstream publications because most of your editors are progressive thinking liberal minded people that you could have never pitched. To a giant mainstream publication right. years right. ago. You could have never pitched it. In the, in the New York Times, there is an article about, like, queer, fat, punk, left, liberal women who make underground, grungy, left-leaning, alternative-style rock. In the New York Times, that's bananas. And even two years ago... Would have never happened, but we're at a place now where because you're thinking left and because you're thinking against this 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 right leaning like you know wave of bullshit that flies in your face, mm-hmm. it's like hey, we should write about these awesome chicks that we know who make awesome fucking music that we rock to every night when we're done with our deadline because that would be awesome to put in our paper that's trying to be punk rock and cool and because and i say this only because the washington city paper does it now the washington post does it now the not that there's going to be a thing in a month or two but the baltimore city paper does it you know like r.i.p baltimore city paper like all of these journals that at a time were very like you know straight down the middle but slightly to the left are now going all the way to the left, so you're like, oh, let's just sure. be cool like everybody so else. I could, I could listen. I could listen to a group of women talk about men's bullshit all day long. Yes, right. Same. And so, like the Laura, um, Laura on the Laura Marling podcast when she yeah. went and talked to Kevin's favorite band, Heim, <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and she asked I, I, them. I share Kevin's opinion. I actually <laughs> feel worse than Kevin does. So it might be my favorite band all right. too. You, you all's favorite band. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 there was this great moment where she was like, "What's your least favorite part of being on tour? Is it not being able to stay vegan or do this or that?" And they were like, "It's when we have to go buy equipment and we have to go to a guitar store and we have to go to like a Chuck Levin's or whatever right. somewhere, but, but, but right?" And, the and, Chuck Levin. and walking in and being like, "Well, here, here's this nice pink guitar for you." And they're like, "Motherfucker, I I get <laughs> I get paid more on a monthly basis 
for my music than you will ever make. (laughs) And how dare you condescend to me just because you learned all of... Fucking Zach Wilde. Zach Wilde. That's where I'm going no, with that. But, but, but you see, uh, that, that's the type of stuff I bristle at, though, because clearly, as we saw, uh, this is different situation as we saw with, um, uh, what was the name of the band? Power Bottom, right? Yeah. If you're a woman on tour in music, uh, or again, in the world, period, the worst thing that happens to you in a day is not gonna be here's the my, here's a pink guitar. I get That's where a nice it's, narrative. I get yeah, I get where it's frustrating, but it's exactly that. It's a narrative. And so, Kevin, this, are you finally gonna talk about narratives? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, but 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 so you know, w- this whole article plays sort of like that without getting into the seriously like fucked up shit. That people well, there's well, there's massive privilege on display in the article. Yes, there is. I think which 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 oh, I think that's... is which I think is correct. But I, but I also think it's like like this is situated in the it's strictly related to the '90s like indie scene. No, and and, yeah. I, and actually, my thought was like was like the unspoken ghost in the room was was this weird way in which DIY and the '90s kind of democratized these things, and so even though. They talk about representation. Liz Fair is like curiously not mentioned by anyone. Well, that's as, what I mean. Because nobody, um, because nobody like Liz Fair because, records. Because I'll, I'll already say it. Like Diet Sig is not a good band, and there's no reason to celebrate Alex Luciano's like musical chops. No, but like this no, is but not in, in in hold on hold on except in a pop scene sphere. And in that case, like so, then all of a sudden it, it moves this discussion into you're operating a thing that is built on objectification. And we know that's bad, but then how do how do we break it? Gonna, but but gonna, it's not. I don't think it's subjective. Well, so, well, like like so. I like records by angry women. I like records by sad women. Yeah. Um. And I realize that it's problematic as a man for me to say that. That like half like like if you just told me the concept of lemonade without me hearing a note of it, yeah. I would be like, fuck yes, I'm in. It's the best, right? right? And I also love Dar Williams and Brenda Kahn okay. and Liz Fair and a bunch of other people. I I I I still think that the the kind of the elephant in the room is that. This is a scene that benefited enormously from some decisions that were made in the 90s. And this is how long it takes for there to... So, like, whether you like Diet okay. Sig or not, Kevin, yeah. like, they're here. They're, they're succeeding as a band. They're doing well. People, people respond to their I, music. I just, should also qualify that. I mean, I do yeah. run this shit. I'm a 45-year-old white male. <laughs> that, right. that music, is, as our which friend is, Ab says, that music is not for me. Which is sort yes. of my point. Like, I spent, I spent a lot of time in the early 90s as a recent arrival in this country going to, like, indie shows and hanging out with Riot Girls and, yeah. um, and, 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 and seeing small bands that were fronted by women, but, that were, but that were ne- they were never the headliners. They were never the, the Frotus <laughs> of the ticket to go to a very specific Frotus. 90s hardcore uh, college park scene. But uh, but 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 I think you know I kept thinking that the 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 unspoken sort of like uh, power in this narrative is the fact that all these and 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 many of whom were men in the '90s were basically like you know what music's not that hard you don't have to be that good at it you just have to like yeah. care about it and try to make it um, and I think that DIY aesthetic carried carried through and that's partly why you have why you're even like what would this panel have looked like have looked like in 1990. Six. It would have uh, been it Courtney looked, Love, but it, it would have been exactly the same. That's my problem. But it's, it it's not correct in terms of like, in terms of the diversity phys- representation. Yeah. It would have looked exactly the same. But like, it would have been much smaller. No, but it wouldn't have been because they would have they would have found like the the F grade band instead of the C grade band. 
to put in the middle well, of that. They would have had piece. Tanya Donnelly. They would have had. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Name names. They would have had. Um, <laughs> no, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to. Would they would have named Michelle they, and Diggy Ochoa and people if, like if, that. If they had been able to get a hold of. Um, either um uh anyone from the breeders the 90s were bad that that stretch between like 93 and 97 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but, there yeah. was a lot of yeah, last uh, a lot a lot of commitments not kept i think by those people because of drugs but yeah. uh so, but 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 it would have been it would have been a less self-aware panel it i i just i i just i i feel like it's important to to like recognize scenes when they when they create spaces for people like this to succeed whether whether it's our thing or not i'll I'll say i'll say two things um number one um did you know that queens has a scene in brand new venues queens yeah because there are pictures of the, Queens the, Reich? No, like Queens, like New York. <laughs> that'd be like, amazing. There's all sorts of pictures of Queens in there, so that's important. Right. Just, just to make sure that people know that that's where the scene, the cool scene is now. Because, you know, the New York Times, Arbiters were cool, like Spin was in the 1990s. Oh, yeah. Same. But in any event, also, I want to say that, that the main tr- triggering, because we have, let's name all the. the yeah, the, the, sure. Let's go. Let's, let's, go, let's, 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 let's go full all 2017. Of the, all of them. The let's triggering get, let's get part triggered of like this the snowflakes whole, we are. <laughs> there it is. The triggering thing about this whole thing is that it's clickbait fetishization of scenes, yeah. New York City, and women, and which women. is the most well, troubling the, part the, this of is, the this entire is, the, article. The, that's actually what I wanted to get to, and, and we have to sort of start to wrap this up as we get to LCD, which is going to tie into this. No, perfectly. Really it ties perfectly into this. But, uh, and and uh, by the way, hashtag mansplain. Uh, you know, but I don't. I, I, hope, I, I hope we're not. I hope it doesn't. I hope, I, I hope it doesn't get dismissed as if we are. Because like, I, I literally am re- reading this article. And but we're try, not. We're not mansplaining anything. Out, so we're talking about men mansplaining women in the article. Maybe. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but or it might be right but, on time. Right on but time. Th- th- your point that it comes down to fetishization. Yes, and that is what. So, and that's what's so problematic with doing so. Like. I have in my notes a quote here. This is basically Nico, Nico Case's stance consistently. It's like Nico Case called and says, fuck you, we're just musicians. You know, if somebody says, what's it like to be a female musician? And she's like, fuck you, we're musicians. And and you can't – It that's the correct take. Yeah. You can't, I, don't, I don't think that's the correct take. I think that's I think one. I think, I think that's one. I think that's, that's like that's – ver- that's like – You, think, you, I've been, I've, you I've, think I've, that's a privilege take? It's a circular as, – as, as an immigrant who speaks flawless English, I've often been told <laughs> I'm one of the good ones. And I'm like, I do not want to be a stand-in for everyone who – and so, and so I, think, I, think, I think Nico Case is sort of – is exactly who you would invoke if you wanted to go all Julian Assange or Fox News on this and complain about <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> because Julian Assange has sort of come out. He's complaining about low fertility rates yes. among white people in Europe. Like yes. he is, it turns oh. out he is. Wow, this took an interesting. He is even turn. worse than you thought he was. Um, yeah, but 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 my point is, like, if you wanted to trot out a Sheriff David Clark or someone of this cause, then and I don't, I don't think Nico Case means to be this. I think I think right. she's just she's speaking from the heart, and I don't think any of the women on this panel would would challenge her for that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can. I don't think Nico Case is more representative. Than the nine women on the panel. I mean, I just okay. want to. I just, or, want, I just right. want to say that because Donald Trump is president, 1992 needs to chill. Like we gotta, we gotta take 1992 oh, out into yeah. the into the into the shed, <laughs> and like the dog that needs to be debarked yeah. behind me. <laughs> no. 
right, right, right. It's a very good boy. Thirteen out of ten. Good deal. Good deal. No, like we have to like take nineteen ninety two into the shed and just just kill it right now and stop with all of this because like nineteen ninety two isn't coming back. So like there isn't there isn't a riot girl movement that's about to spring up in in, in yeah. Queens. There's not um, MTV. I, can... MTV does not exist. So all of your all of your awesome chick friends are not yes. going to make like awesome cool videos and where are Doc Martens. Yeah, like that's not happening. Um, Doc Martens are now three times as expensive as they were back in the day. So that's that's as, not as I've said before. They make a Chelsea boot now. Yeah, so. that's not happening. fashion. other things that are not happening, like like the Beastie Boys are not there to like champion Lustrous Jackson and make that a thing. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that are not going right. to happen. Like Young Thug is not nice going to suddenly drop of Lustrous Jackson. Yeah, by the that was way. A good. You're welcome. Like I'm not gonna like like there's not gonna be like. You know, like, I'm, I don't see Future coming out and saying that, like, you know, Soccer Mommy is a great band. This is not going to happen. Like, right. it's just not going to happen. So, like, just like they say in Mean Girls, like, Gretchen Fetch is not well, going to happen. Well, Stop rock trying has, to make Fetch a thing. Rock is, rock is diminished. Indie rock is particularly diminished. And, and so, and so yeah. I'll, just, I'll just go back to my opening but point, either. which is that to the extent that, like, you want to say that indie rock is, like, uninteresting or whatever, the people doing interesting things on it... It, or within that context are by and large or even like someone like Grimes, right? Like yeah. there's like Mitski, right? No, like yeah, there's Grimes, plenty yeah, yeah. of there's fantastic plenty, names yeah. to mention. Yeah, there's 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 plenty of women doing things that are just that are just a few degrees removed from trying to sound like Thurston Moore or Stephen Malcolm. I just want to shout yeah. out my friend Chippy Nonstop who got deported from America and lives in Toronto and is actually DJing and making an actual like difference. And those are things that are happening in the world that are important that women are doing. Like, you know, uh-huh. there's there's yeah. women all around the world who are, like, well, breaking binaries and doing awesome things and, with all sorts of music. And that's kind of exactly where I wanted to get to with this, is that, like, it's very good, especially with something as high profile as the New York Times, to have a discussion of this. But we can't let, as consumers, read this and think that, like, Oh, this is solved. It's like we elect, elected a black president, and all of a sudden, no more racism. This is we know that's not true. Actually, Barack Obama created racism. You're yeah, right. From, I, I, I understand this to be the case. We were a perfectly post-racial I country was, before. I was Barack gonna, I was Obama. Gonna, I also want to say that <laughs> so, I hope that Atlantic Records or, or like the the two record labels that exi- three record labels that exist in the world don't look at this article mm-hmm. and go, it's Safeway. Seattle. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. and just sign everybody listed in the article because, because what that what that leads to, I think, is we've said this many times on the podcast: men are shitty, record label men are shittier. Yes, they are. And and L.A. Reid signed the voice of Michael Jackson. That's yeah, all I gotta say. Yeah. And and so what? <laughs> so what this can unfortunately lead to is is deeper abuse. Yeah, like I mean, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to extrapolate this even further, it's probably the last point we should make. Mm. Um, it's like you think the Kesha situation is bad, right? You put these ladies on mainstream major record labels with horrible, shitty men producers. Like, there's going to be a war. There's going to be a fight. Mm-hmm. Like, like these women are not going to take what Kesha took in the studio with Dr. Luke. Like, that's not going to happen. No. So, like, if you really want, like, okay, so if you're a fan, if you're a nihilist. And you want like horrible, terrible things to happen to like men that you think are terrible human beings? Then, then read this article and like champion all these bands because then yeah, they're going to come in good, and they're going to yeah. destroy the mainstream music industry. Like yeah. everybody that you think is a horrible man is going to get sued 
for like $10 million. Yeah. And like, if you want that to happen, then, then go and support this, please. You know, support Bandcamp while you're at it because Jess Golnick is friends with all these people. Yeah. So like, that's a good thing to do, you know. But like, if you think that all of this is kind of like horseplay and nanny and just like whatever, you know, just like troll your, troll your way into the, the, the Twitter sphere and find all the awesome female DJs worldwide right now who are like trying to push yeah, like look, rock look and rap and unique freaking music and making making things happen. So like, Speaking. not to say rock is dead, but Jesus Christ, 1992 again but is not coming it's, back. It's moribund. Yeah, And so we're going to jump to James Murphy. Yeah. Speaking, uh, speaking first, of ten million dollars, ten million dollars. But, but, but <laughs> I want to say two things. First, first of all. Uh, you know, if you like any of these bands, or if you like a band, simply support them. Yeah. But don't buy their albums on Bandcamp. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but 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 don't shout out to Marcus Moore. Don't limit your artistic uh, exploration to gender, to religion, to race, to like understand where any of these artists the best how, music, how they got there I'm gonna say straight up the best music made by women are made by people who go by the pronoun of they I think you're right we'll talk mm. right now right yeah. now <laughs> and, and and on that note uh, we're, we're gonna now talk about a guy who's, whose fault this all may be you know it is <laughs> so, yeah. uh, shout here, out to you brother so here we go <laughs> Everybody sing the same song It goes tonight, 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 tonight I never realized These artists talk so much about dying But truth be told we all have the same end Could make you cry, 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 cry But I'm telling you This is the best news You're getting all week Oh sure, it's ruling the airwaves But what remains of the airwaves And we're frankly thankful for the market psychology You're hipping us to But all the hits are saying the same thing There's only tonight, 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 tonight Man, life is finite But shit, it feels like forever it feels like forever That is the single tonight off the LC sound system, LCD Sound Systems uh, Return LP American Dream um, You may remember this band uh, for very famously Calling it quits and <laughs> sounds like a Troy McClure <laughs> introduction. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, get and, confident, stupid, <laughs> and smoke yourself thin. Yeah, <laughs> two uh, best Troy McClure features. Starting starting um, back in two thousand five, James Murphy is a is a producer, DJ, music nerd, and uh, founder of DFA Records. Uh, he came with an album Sound System, specifically a song called "Losing My Edge." Which at the time, I mean, this is this is peak indie. This is creeping up on this, and it was when you could do a song like "Losing My Edge," and all of a sudden, like it became cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, I forget what year "High Fidelity" came out, but this definitely fed off that no, high, fidelity "High Fidelity." High Fidelity, and it was high fidelity in album form. Um, and 
and it was a big New York thing, right? And you could hear it, and you get it around this time. Arcade Fire was coming up, and you know, so this particular like supergroup indie thing was just bubbling. It would have been written so- about in the New York Times. Yeah, no, and it was. Ooh, it I know it was. was. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, in 2007, he followed up with Sound of Silver. Uh, in uh, 2010, he followed up with This Is Happening, and somewhere in between there, they became uh, one of, to my mind, the best live bands in the world. Uh, I will stand by that until we see him at the anthem <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, let's see, and I and I should I should full disclosure like I was at the last show and I spent a lot of money to get there. Uh, you, it might, was, you might have some hurt feelings. About it was this one of the first. It was, one, it, it was one of the first shows we covered. Actually, uh, are you ready for that glass bottom ceiling at the anthem? Yes, I am. All right. Um, in also in 2010, they realized how stellar this lineup of I think let's see Nancy Wang, who's amazing, Pat Mahoney, Tyler Pope, uh, David Scott Stone, Matt Thomley, Gavin Rossum, uh, Al Doyle, Corey Ritchie, uh, Phil Scarich has played on a bunch of these records. Uh, Jerry Fuchs, uh, JD Mark is sadly deceased, but you know, this, this art community, um, this felt like at least the narrative, the community that David Byrne spoke about in the talking heads, this was CBGB's all over again. Yep. And for somebody like me who missed CBGB's, but loves a lot of that music, it, it resonated once I saw them live. I saw them at Virgin Free Fest here in Washington, D.C. At, or Columbia, Maryland. Columbia, Maryland. Maryland. Virgin Free Fest for like changing everybody's life. Yeah, it really did. It really did. Because you wouldn't have... That was uh, one of the uh, last good summer curations. <laughs> like, or or I, festival curations. What, Sweet Life didn't I had, do it I had, for you? Yeah. In I had... Virgin so, Free Fest way? So I had tickets to Virgin Free Fest that year, and I didn't go because we had seen Pavement twice that summer. And one time my wife had um, got basically food poisoning. And the time after that was in New York a couple of weeks prior to Virgin Free Fest. Right. And I woke up in Bellevue with my head cracked open. And oh, you I told had me like something yeah, stapled yeah, yeah. So. here. And I, don't, I, still, I still don't quite know how that happened. And we were like, I am done seeing pavement. I, I saw them in the 90s with no, <laughs> yep. with no untoward so effects. But I will not go to Virgin Free Fest. So. Right. So they uh, they put out this album. It's quite good. The London Sessions, I, I highly recommend checking out. It's got some older songs, but mostly it's This Is Happening, done with the live studio band instead of how he usually works in the studio. Uh, after the show, they made a film. Uh, they made it notoriously difficult to find the actual just the concert video, which I still don't have. Uh, and then in 2014, put out a CD set called uh, The Long Goodbye, uh, just to like... Yep. Test the waters. You know, he's running. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like and, a visit, it's like a visit to Iowa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Three years uh, ahead of a presidential election. <laughs> and at, at that time. Um, Mark Zuckerberg. At that time, oh I, I am unashamed to say that like, they were one of my favorite bands in the world. That experience of that last show was revelatory. It resonates in what we do on this podcast today. Mm-hmm. It, it inspired enthusiasm for music because. His enthusiasm was infectious, especially if you saw. I, I saw them at ACL. I saw them in Merriweather. One of the best shows I saw them at was at uh, Charlottesville Pavilion, right off the mm. mall. Uh, myself, Andre, and our good friend uh, Brian E. Who lives in Australia now. We may have pictures of us stalking their bus <laughs> and sitting outside their bus door, passed out at like two in the morning. So but I've heard this story. So, yeah. so, so, so I'm. 
I'm down with the LCD. So, uh, but like everybody else, when they said they were coming back, I was like, oh no, dude. We said this has happened. You never want to be right about that. You never want to be right about the cynical move because it's always cynical. There's no way that you can be like, you quit and then you just realize you're wrong. Like, nah, that doesn't that doesn't work. It's cynical on one end or the other of it. And the result now is American Dream, and they've been playing uh, Coachella. They've headlined festivals. They're bigger than they ever are. If they play at Brooklyn Steel one more time, like they're, they're playing they're, it all the times. Yeah, they're yes. the only they're, band. They're, they're, they're the only band. Like, yeah. this can be the house they're band the food for Brooklyn Fighters Steel. Of Brooklyn Steel. <laughs> um, so, so, oh, so sorry. we're going to get to like what I think in a second about this. But, but Eduardo, you come are coming at this from a pretty different place. So, so American yeah, I don't, Dream for you, man. Well, right. I, I don't have that intense. I, I, I've I've always enjoyed this band. Um, I I really love that self titled album when it came out and. Um, in a at a at a sort of pre-streaming era of music, when I heard "Losing My Edge," I was like, "Oh my god, these are all these in jokes for people like me who collect Can records and you know Sevens Clash and like all these other like it's this great sort of like Zelig right, version of Cruiser. <laughs> it's this it's but it's but it's like a Zelig version of like music of cool music history for a certain category of person." And um, and so I've I, I have a warmth and an affinity for James Murphy that has never gone over the line into like he is a he is a savior or a messiah. Do you, do you want or, to hug him like a teddy bear? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, although oh, that, that just took a lot of turn to left. But but he seems like a nice guy. I think I think I think I would I would enjoy like uh, talking to him about anything other than music. Frankly, like, I think <laughs> I think I think he would be a fun guy to talk to about like yeah, yeah. you know like what kind of rye he drinks or like different right. kinds of cheeses or something. Like he 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 could hang in that conversation. Sure, which is which is a weird place to put LCD sound system, but I think it's exactly where they belong on the spectrum of of, of music mm-hmm. and class and race and all these other things. Um, and so I've always enjoyed their music, uh, but, but, but never really, it just, you know, gone over the moon for it. And so I hear this album and I think, um, yeah, it's, it's great that he still wants to make music. And, and I put, I try to put myself in his shoes and imagine like, well, you know, you did this big public goodbye and it's awkward now to come back, but if you're going to come back and sound like you're still LCD sound system, why would you come back and be like, I'm the James Murphy experience or something, right? Like, right, like right. if you're going to come back and sound like LCD, you should be LCD, especially if it's still the people from LCD. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and the fact that you had this big glorious goodbye and you don't want to ruin that moment, well, fucking adult life. Is full of is full of perfect goodbyes that you have to ruin by not dying. Yes, <laughs> right. Like you're right. like, oh shit, we had Shout this out to Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, we had this perfect we had this perfect moment. Like because we're all old enough now to be like, oh, I I just saw some some random person that I haven't seen in seven years. We mm. had the most epic night seven years ago. Right. It was the perfect goodbye, but neither one of us is dead. <laughs> And we were yeah. in the same town. There it is. And we hung out again. And so now we're like. Now there's like a sort of a coda to that perfect goodbye, and it turns out it's not. It's like artificial to try to have these perfect goodbyes. Yeah. Like they're just that's yeah. not what real life is about. And so, you know, LCD is uh, James Murphy is a hyper aware songwriter, 
And so yeah. he, 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 he builds in the criticism of what he's doing into his songwriting. Right. So he builds it. So he's sort of like, right. like, like a good rapper does. He sort of says like, it's self-deflecting. Like, right. like, like the all... song I used to is, is all about him. Like basically trying to address all this stuff. Yeah. But like, you don't believe any of it. Like, and not only well, that, you don't care. Like, I don't, but I don't, I don't see, I don't, I don't find this album inauthentic or, or cheap. And I, I don't, I don't. So like if, to me, if he wanted to set up a cash grab, this is not what he would do. Like you just wouldn't. And, and, and I say, listen, I, I did a pledge music for Luna's new album and I fucking love mm-hmm. Luna and Luna's new album is all going to be instrumental covers and their, their big pledge music giveaway was them in 2015 playing penthouse from 1996 or seven Jesus. in its entirety. That's their, that's their big, that is not forward looking. I mean, James Murphy would just have a concert at his restaurant. <laughs> At, at his at his wine bar. Well, I mean, and, and it gets into like what we talk about: what it means to be a musician, what it means to be a pop musician, yeah. and what we were talking about. And this is, I think, how this ties into the conversation we we're just having: is to be a musician means simply you make music. To be a musician existing in the blogosphere or at the level like LCD is, and the, the type of people that talk about them is about fame. It's about scenes it's about it's about appeal it's he about can, it's, he it's can not have a, all that without putting an album out though. he can't have all that yeah. and, and and he did all and he that. and he and he did have all that without putting and if anything putting an album out like diminishes lcd sound systems yeah standing right it makes it not this like there's this there's this Maybe. school of thought of like great bands just can't exist for more than four or five albums I, and they just and like that's so you get the velvets, yeah. you get, you know, yeah. and that's why in, in, in a certain kind of music fans world, like the Rolling Stones can never be a great band, yeah. right? Because they've existed for f- four fucking decades or something. Yeah. But, but in reality, they're the best band. Right. They're a so, B plus band. You, you don't like Led Zeppelin so, here, but you know, I like. Look, I want to play a track, and then we're, we're gonna we're gonna yeah 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 get no to problem. You, but, Beautiful. But, uh, Beautiful. but but I want to play a track because this is a track I actually like. But because part of the appeal to me was the interplay with the band, and I think that, and also if you don't know, Nancy Wang is a badass. And yes. so there's a shout out to her in this, and and she just like picks it up, and it's a cool little moment, and, and yeah, and it's, that's but awesome. it, but unfortunately, it's one of the very few cool moments on this album. So there's other voices. Yeah.
other voices, uh, that is, you know, and again, if you get back to the live stuff, if that song, I guarantee you would jam live, but they've mm-hmm. also got like five of the other songs in their arsenal that are exactly that song. It's the humor and, and, and this, and the, the warmth that hooked me on the band of just that toss off to Nancy Wang. Like it, yeah. you feel like they're friends and it's just like, here's this guy who's like having a time of it. And quite frankly, making observations that are just pompous as fuck. So, <laughs> but having a time of it and then be like, come on friend, like help me out. Yeah. You know? And that, and, and, as nerds, I think we all feel that desperation sometimes. We're doing something so deeply uncool. It's like you got my back. Let's do it. We're just committed to it. And so, and so, I like, like that. podcasting in a cat apartment. Yes, uh, I, I I love that, uh, but it doesn't. Right, it doesn't yeah. convey. No, I, I I think there's a the the like um, the line you're a you're a pushover for passionate people um, m- made me realize that I'm a pushover for people saying something like that over a kind of a talking heads mm. modern lovers kind of early U two sort of uh, dynamic. Um, the 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 thing the thing that I enjoy about this album and I think it's I think it's not a reprehensible record or not reproachable in in most respects. Is is um, and this I don't know how many people are gonna get this, but the Pet Shop Boys song being boring, yeah, oh. hell yeah, oh, wow. which is which is great, like which is a, yeah, which is a character, which is the sort of like elegant character looking back on his life. Actually, having, we'll drop it. We'll drop it in here in case you didn't know. We're, having, we're gonna play a little bit of that. So having, you having, that's having, such right? a great call. Right, so and now we're and back, and, and and so he's this sort of like elegant former dude who used to go to clubs and who's did, who's done all these things, and he's just looking back on his life and contemplating. His personal 1920s, his personal 1970s, mm-hmm. surviving his personal 1980s, and I think I think what LCD Sound System does well has always been to evoke that feeling of like the guy who used to go out and who's been there and and done it all and seen it all, yep. and who's sort of looking back on it in a way that makes you feel like he's talking to a friend because he's telling you about the things that he's seen. Yeah, and I and and so I don't. To me, this album is a perfect continuation of that vibe. And as I said at the beginning, like I think that vibe is is good. It's 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 solid. I've never I've never gone head over heels, but I but I think he's written some motherfucking terrific songs, and I think this album is is a part of that uh, continuum. So so this is what, like you're saying like this is like a try for you. This is a it's it's a hard try. Hard it's a hard try. try. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's and and it's sort of like with the caveat that like if you're an LCD fan, like then then it's then it's going to be a buy for you. <laughs> um, for, for, for me, most of, for, for me, most of their catalog is, is basically like decent, uh, decent albums with a few standout tracks. And I think yeah. their standout tracks are fucking so standout that they stand out among the best of the decade or the century or whatever. Um, and this album is not, is, is a little bit short of that, but I think it's still, a, a, I, I don't hear any difference in bit. quality. And I I don't I don't see it as a huge drop let's, off God. from Let, their previous catalog. So, so, so let, let's, ju- let's jump to Mr. Yeah. Dallin. You yeah. now have the floor. Okay, so um, that, make, was, that, was my, make... that was that was that was my minority take because I'm about good. to be <laughs> shouted down you by know, these guys. You're not going to, but um, okay. So two things. Number one, um, I look at a band like LCD Sound System at this point, at this point in their careers, where they've been doing this for like what twenty twenty five years at this point, 
they're kind of like Aerosmith in that sense where like Ooh. every single album that comes out after a certain point is just like every other song like Crying and Crazy are the exact same This is song. Get a Grip. Alicia, Alicia Silverstone. Are, like Alicia this is so- the fucking... This is the, the, the utter with the earring. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'll also make another point. Um, the drums are less wet here. The last, say yes. yeah, the last, like, like there was a, like the last time that I honestly cared about James Murphy was like 2007 when I started blogging because everybody's like, "Oh, see, this sounds just Marcus. If you're going to be an indie blogger, they're the most important band in, in all of the stuff you do." Mm. And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll listen to this band." And I, you know, I'm like, "Okay, well, I, I like what they do." And then I learned that my buddy Maddie Safer was into Rapture, and Maddie Safer, who went to my high school, was just a great musician. I'm like. Oh, I had no idea. You're in the rapture. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. So House of Jealous Lovers, all that, you know, I'm like, yeah, you're, you're the man. And then it was like, okay. So then 10 years later, I have to care about this guy again, because I'm sitting on his podcast. Um, in the same, <laughs> in the same, in the same way that like, okay. So like 1989, Terry Funk, pro wrestler. Greatest year of his life. He wrestled Ric Flair in a series of like five matches that are just incredible in the sense that they're like unique and different. And he was attempting to become the world heavyweight champion. And it like became a thing where like people who are very passionate about pro wrestling look mm. at this era as like Terry Funk is no could be no greater than this moment. Ten years later, Terry Funk is fifty three years old in an extreme championship wrestling. And he's like a broken down shell of himself. I say this point only because the thing that made Terry Funk different from 1989 to 1997 was that he did a backflip off the top rope. Right. And that got everybody to go, oh my Jesus, Terry Funk is completely a different person. He has reinvented himself as a completely different wrestler. So is that where you're coming at this from? There is no moonsault off the top (laughs) rope on the chairs. On American Dream, on this record, this album. So, I mean, but is That's that it, was that was that required coming back? Like, was that no? But you so, have so, to. So have my, to... my 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 problems with this are, like I said, the cynical cash grab. I think it, I think it delivers, and you reference this, Eduardo. It delivers a version of LCD sound system that everybody wants. It doesn't ver- deliver a version that resonates at all because at this point, I mean, people have made a lot of. A business about it's sort of darker, and that's why people aren't responding to it, and that's built <sighs> into the press okay. releases, right? But sure, but sure. it's not. Yeah. He's he's not saying anything on this album that he hasn't said before, and and now he's saying it on the other side of getting rich, bitch. Yeah, okay. So uh, because I, of the stuff he said, I'll make this comparison as well. Um, the Chemical Brothers mm. put out huh. an album two years ago. And it was like their big return. I interviewed them, wrote a piece about it, whatever. And it was like the same things that they're saying about James Murphy, the Chemical Brothers literally said to me. They're like, we were motivated by the times changing and wondering if we could push our sound into what was going on right now and if our sound had validity and importance in this era. And they have songs on their album that are the songs that they think push into the darkness of this era, whatever that means, in the same way, the literal exact same way that somebody that they that 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 somebody that they inspired in James Murphy made the exact same song. And I swear to God, also, 
if you found David Byrne sitting somewhere doing whatever he's doing right now, I mean, he has a great blog. You should check it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DB Totamundo on the, yeah. the Twitters. Um, they would all make the exact same song in response right. to things right now. And that's frustrating because you would only hope that if someone is your musical hero, that if someone is the person you look to and go, music will come from this person. Unique, interesting, different, progressive, iconic music. And we've reached this point where I feel like because this wouldn't have been a problem 10 years ago or even 20 years ago mm-hmm. because we couldn't see forward and backwards in the music industry. So now because of things like David Bowie dying yeah, and which, having his whole musical which is, catalog. Which is prominent on this album. Playing which in my is, head. Well, yeah. you're, you're told it's prominent. Right. I, it's, it's, it's in the Pitchfork I, review too. Yeah. But that would mean that the Pitchfork reviewer read the... I'm, I'm not even going to go there. The press release. I'm not even going to go written there. Written by Olivia Ong of Nasty Little Man. Not even going to go there. Just, just We're going to leave that one as like the okay. boogeyman in the room. Okay. But you I mean, are we, the but are we saying black screen is not about David Bowie? We're saying it, it okay. absolutely is about okay. David Bowie. But it's, but it's almost like but it, awkwardly. But it's, a, so. but, but it's the type of thing that didn't need to you. You didn't need to be told about it was about David right. Bowie. But uh, because the only reason you tell somebody it's about David Bowie is if you want to sell. But records. I'll put it like this: this record becomes tired. Man, when tough you, crowd. Right. This record <laughs> becomes tired. And not even that it's bad because musically it's great because these are great musicians. Mm-hmm. But this record becomes tired. When you go and you think about all of the LCD Sound System records and all of the David Bowie records and all of the Talking Heads records and all of this music that if you're a fan of LCD Sound System, you've likely been listening to because you can now. Because if you have Spotify that's or Tidal ex- exactly or right. whatever, you're like, oh, Tidal. Right. <laughs> if, you have... if you're the three people who have Tidal. <laughs> right. You have whatever, whatever streaming service, Amazon, whatever mm, you're listening to. Yeah. You're like... I Man, think, I think there's a huge point of truth in what you're saying, Marcus, about just the sort of futility of making music right yeah. now that all like yeah, because yeah. because at some point the, the the point of making new music was that the old music wasn't available. Right. But now but it's now but now it's available. all there. Right? right. And so now it's like if they're all shots against the night. Right. Yeah. Like, but the shit's riddled with holes. Like, exactly. Right. But you can see the holes. Right. That's the point. But it's not the futility of making music. It's the futility of making music like this. Self-referential mm. shit was always like uh, an ironic hipster hook. And it works. Look, it's it's super and it effective. Worked, and it worked generationally because people yeah. are forgetful. People oh, are yeah. the most okay. forgetful, you know, like life form on planet Earth. So, like, if you do it every ten years, actually, this relates back to pro wrestling too. I had a teacher of mine who told me that every seven years you could redo something that was really, really popular seven years ago, because people forget things every seven years. They forget them like they never happened mm-hmm. ever at all. <laughs> In the history of life, and then you can come back to it, and people are like, I like this thing. And of course, they never forget, they forget that they loved this thing seven years ago. Do you happen to run a pro wrestling site? I do. I run a a company. Oh. What's the name of that company? Capital Wrestling. CapitalWrestling.com with an OL. Hey, I've heard about them too. (laughs) Capital with an OL, wrestling.com. But it's only, only, you know, I I am a, a a terrible shill. DeckageDC.com as well, where we're showing Oh, Jesus. I, I did not authorize that. Ah, Antonis, I need to get paid. Ah, <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, so no. Um, it, it's the idea, though. But I just thought of it because it's like, it's all entertainment. Yeah. 
And it was like, and when I'm listening to this record and I'm just going, oh, seven years passed. Seven years have passed. Yeah. Uh, then I go, then I think back to like the strokes and I go, Did seven years pass? <laughs> oh, seven years have passed. Then I go back to like the, 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 the riot girl slash indie rock movement of the mid to late nineties in New York City. And I go, Oh, it's seven years. Oh, oh, so this is just the thing. Yeah. And then the last Talking Heads album was it. Oh, oh, so this makes all the sense in the world. Right. Uh, let's play a track now. Um, as we start to wind this down. My absolute favorite? Your absolute favorite. And then we're talking Jesus. about why is your absolute favorite. Uh, this fight, is fight. Uh, one of the other singles. This is, I think, the first single. Yeah. I think it this was. This is the first one. Uh, Call the police. Why privilege? LCD sound system off of American Dream. Um, that's your favorite song, Marcus. I mean, okay, so so I'm I'm a black I'm a 39 year old black man. Just him. Just wanted to point that out. Yeah. Um, I also I also run kind of deep in like the New York City scene of like that era when they were the hottest band in all the universe. 
And I think I know all five people who were in the crowd at every single LCD Sound System show. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so those things being said, it makes all the sense in the world why he would just say, call the police. Because mm-hmm. that just makes sense. Like, if, if all of your fans kind of, like, fit a narrative of race and class and awareness and culture, then the idea of just saying that word and what it, would, what it should trigger in the sense of, like, I said that mm-hmm. and I want you to, like, you know, call the police because we're in a terrible time in America and I'm thinking about, like, you know, just how I need to halt everything. Yeah. It makes sense. But um, you you can't say that in 2017 when cops are shooting people and sure are horribly corrupt in numerous, numerous ways. You just can't say that. And it, like, for me, it just immediately makes me want to turn off the album and never listen to it again. In the same way that Jason Isbell can't say, you know, like, White Man's, white man's, white which, man's which, World. Which, which, to revisit, you know, but there's us three on Jason Isbell, yeah, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. it was, yeah. So, so to go back to that song and stuff, I mean, he, um, and your friend, actually. Uh, Melcho. Uh, Mel Melcho. Mel, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's her Twitter handle? What's what? Or her Twitter handle? Uh, at, is it at Meljo? I think she, she, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We should uh, hold on. Let me. <laughs> we'll get it before the end. Let of the me episode. find that because yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. because I I mean so so so, so Meljo Meljo Mel jo knows how cool I think she is. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Should, yeah. So so the thing about it is is that we've seen like in real life. Yes. Like Isabel, like and, and this is something we weren't questioning his position in real life. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about the art that he made, right. but he is he it's is, at Meljorg at Meljorg, uh, M E L J O R G. Yep. Yeah, hit her up, follow her. Shout yeah. out. Uh, and uh, she was one of the him, her and uh, Ryan from um, uh, Hallelujah the Hills. If you want to, oh Ryan Jah Hills Jai at Jah Hills. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to, if you want, if you want to yeah. have a good conversation that doesn't devolve into like the usual internet shit, solid dude right there. Yeah, too. so yeah. Uh, both of those people, but you know, we were not questioning like his personal stuff, just what the art that he made right, out exactly, of that and stuff. Right. And and he further clarified his positions and has further like clarified and and it is one thousand percent aligned with how we feel. Yeah. And what we reacted to was the problem that like that did not work that way in the no, song. It doesn't. Like it, it the, the intentions were so good and then the song was so fucking you bad. You just have to be cognizant. Like, you have to be cognizant. So James oh. Murphy <laughs> in pre twenty seventeen brother. <laughs> Writing a song called "Call the Police." Just it could become if if we're as self aware as a country as if that's we not, should hope to be, it could become a major protest song. Right. It's 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 like With an ironic idea of yeah. like, oh, that doesn't work. Call the police. It's like it's so. Oh, you're being no, you're but, being you're being deported. You know what? Call the police. But here's the thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> So like, anyway, oh, you're being shot by the police. Call, call the police. The police. <laughs> right. like, exactly. Like it could, it could, but, but there's no evidence in the text that it's because the yeah. text is like so, so, so talking heads ish. So here's so, the like, problem with with all of this, um, and it's it's my problem I have with like, okay, so here here's my thing with like this whole entire like genre of music, which is like, you know, like semi super privileged white people music for yeah. you know people who get over the age of 25. It's a long narrative. It goes all college the graduates. Yes. Over the- <laughs> yes. That, that, that's very important. Yes, yeah. yes. Educated yeah. college graduates over the age of 25, semi-privileged white people. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a narrative point. I mean, sure, they have some debt. Sure, they have some debt, but they're not being shot by the yeah, cops. right. All the way back to the talking <laughs> right? heads. Like- There's a point where you end up being 40 
or 50. And at that point, you've, you've self-selected yourself into a universe where you just regular life isn't normal to you because you live in this kind of like sheltered thing where, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you, you eat organic quinoa for breakfast and you go to yoga and then you have your semi kind of job that you go to and you interact with the black people you interact with are like the same black people you've known for the last 25 years. You know, I've known Bill since, you know, I met him at, uh, at well, the, 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 the dig old planet show or whatever. And he's woke. Well, and, and this is, and I'm going to say yeah. something, and this is going to be probably super controversial. And this is the show we do now. So, in, in case anybody doesn't know, me, <laughs> you guys know me. But yeah. this is how this is. This is the whole point. We do this. So, so like their uh, bandmate Gavin Russell is transitioning now. Yes, um, and that is amazing, right? right? But. The myriad of problems we have in the world, specifically in the United States right now, yeah. the least important problem is still LGBT stuff. Right. It's a, it's a problem. But – and I said this. We had a conversation. Yeah. We sat down with Ab. I'm still worried Marcus is going to get lynched oh. if he leaves D.C., Marcus worries about getting lynched when he leaves DC too. All the and time. we saw that in Charlottesville. And and I don't and I know it's it's really hard to like parse these different things, but you have to understand like there's a big difference between being gay or straight or choosing female or male and having to deal with like in the female male situation. Like having to deal with like the the bathroom law in North Carolina, yeah. that's horrible. That's discriminatory. To being like you could be driving your car and somebody will shoot you because you're black. No, or or somebody could drive their car into you. That's where we are now. Or drive your yeah. I, well, I could be walking down because you were supporting. Well, yeah, I think Americans. Yeah. I could walk and, down but, Florida and, Avenue. But I think I think you have to qualify that statement from the standpoint of like. Because I think to the people who are in that group, that's not true. No, I think not, I think to the but, people but who I'm are. Qualifying, yeah. but what I'm saying is like these things are all important, but the least important things in in the list of important things, at least at least for me thinking like if I have to rate it, uh, how we like, get there. No, this is I I'm like just it, I'm just talking about. I, no, no, no. But I, but I, but I, but I feel like a lot of people on that list have been told repeatedly that they're not quite the most pressing issue. Right. Right. right, but and that includes and that and that they, they need and, that, and that for example includes year, like people of color when white women got the vote, and that includes potentially right. potentially women now when because because they might look and they and and they'll say we've elected a black male as president, but we can't elect a single woman. But but yeah. but, right? but, but, and but so, and my point about that is, is this like is tiering of the problems is making sure that we're like taking care of the actual evil. And not the the evils that spawn from that. The yeah. immediate sources because, of morbidity look, and mortality. The, pe- the people who marched in Charlottesville, the, the white Nazis, like were in order going to kill a black person, yes, a Jew, yes, and then somebody that they thought was gay. They might not have been gay. They just been like you, know, you get long hair. Right. Immig- yeah. Immigrant over here who's, or, not, yeah, who's, yeah, not, who's not from Europe. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, yeah. so like and, I'm not, and, I'm not, I'm not as high as Marcus on the list, no. but like I'm right. definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna be number one, <laughs> right? And, and, so, and so, not just this song, which is like insensitive to 
that it's not very, as insensitive. Very I wasn't, particular I wasn't insensitive. It wasn't insensitive to me. It was just like stupid. Like well, I was just I'm, like, that, that's what I'm getting at. It's I was like, just like, bro. Nah, man, you right. can't say that. Right, like, and and, ah. and that, also, that ultimately is my problem. And my problem with a lot of music this year is that look, Trump was elected. Yeah, it changed. Every, people have referred to this as uh, this election as a nine eleven type event, like em- emotionally. Yeah, and, and I think it is. Having lived through that, I mean, we all, we all experienced nine right. eleven, mm-hmm. um, and. So there's certain things that we should be better than, and what I what I don't have a tolerance for this year is art that pretends as much as we need the escape, as much as we need the fun, art that that pretends to be, uh, to just go on as if none of that is happening and it's all cool and art is good. It's, we just reviewed the the war on yeah. drugs last week, and this was the struggle I had with the war on drugs. But at the end of the day, Adam. The tick did not kick in. It's Adam, not Andrew Granducio. Yeah. Adam Granducio isn't writing, <laughs> isn't isn't trying to write about like necessary personal. He's just writing about himself. He's not trying to make a big statement. He's doing this insular thing, and it has it's it, it has its value, but whatever. It's sort of harmless. James Murphy has the biggest platform in the world right now as a music artist. Yeah, he has. Uh, a chance to talk about things, even if he's uncomfortable talking about it. He is, his entire band ma- is made up of people who have exp- uh, and are experiencing all this stuff. And what he comes out with is basically uh, like if you turn on the mic and me sitting in the basement as it stands now, like depressed and a, and my DX one hundred, right. like. It's... And, and and that, yeah, as entertaining and and look, he probably had a DX seven, <laughs> but 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 yeah. but that that to my mind is is not just cynical; it's irresponsible. And uh, yeah, to, to jump the gun from you, Marcus, like this album is a complete pass for me. I will never listen to it. <laughs> I will I will never listen to it past this point. Oh, okay, it is it is. Because I do hold, I understand entertainment and the need for it, but I do hold people accountable. The the idea that not only he's like, Bowie talked me into doing this album. I did a song about Bowie, did you know that? And that's not enough. I really wanted Leonard Cohen on the album. Like, what? Come on, dude. Like, get out of your ass. I'm going to, I'll say this. Um, I said this to you earlier today. I don't know if you were in the conversation. You were in the conversation. Um, I need, I need all white people to like, just stop. Yeah. And anything that they were doing between like hmm. January and, and November 8th of 2016. All that shit's irrelevant. Just yeah. don't just scrap Junk it, it. Grab it. Yeah. throw it yeah. away. And anything yeah. that you're like doing, it, it needs to be present in, in where we are like right now. Because, because you have a voice. Because you have a voice. And also because the way that you used to be able to live in the world no longer fucking exists. Right. Yeah. Like right. to be like an intelligent. Okay. To be an intelligent. And, and, and I told someone this today. To be an intelligent Privileged white person in the world right now 
makes you two steps lower than me as a black person. I agree. I think there's, I think there's a mega follow up conversation here about <laughs> yeah, sure. about about records that that lack. And, that, and that's and that, uh, that well, element, and that, and right? We're going to get into it. And, yeah, the, it's vision, not on this and, podcast, and the thing please. about that and is that all of the records that intelligent, privileged white people are making this year are so boring because people yeah. are just stunned. And that's why I want people. That's like, the main like, reason. Like that's you, the main reason yeah. I want people to like throw that see, stuff see away. See an article about who who is it has the uh, the duality. It's uh, it's Fleet Foxes and oh Dirty Projectors. Yeah, are like arguing about like well the state of Indian music. It, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Seriously, like w- there is no place. Maybe well, in some future where we've survived all this, <laughs> but there's there's where there are three hurricanes like right, ravaging well, the universe right, right at the right. same time. Florida is like all jokes aside, Mar-a-Lago is going to be destroyed. I just saw a picture of an of an island, and it just said the, uh, the the headline was just like the island was destroyed. Yes, not like they'll come back. It's no. gone. Yeah, it's gone. Well, so, and in that world that we exist in there's just no place for this shit right like make you know it's like this is the challenge this is the moment where you advance the musical Mm -hmm. narrative like in the same way that like okay so like pop rock in 1981 is abjectly terrible like you, as a fan of music in 1981, you know, like a no, lot of my, it. My is... 19, I, look, I have a 1981 playlist, and it kind of sucks. <laughs> right. we, we can go listen to it after this, and you'll well, agree. You'll be like, that kind of sucks. Yeah. So, so, but by 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, you started to see in cities like DC and San Francisco and places like that this hardcore punk rock wave really ramp up because it was like, wait, we ha- we can't play the same music because the whole narrative has switched Mm -hmm. completely so like if you're making like synth pop about calling the police and feeling really sad about david bowie dying and stuff like that there's a space for it because there's space for all music but Mm -hmm. if you're trying to make relevant music that can actually change the world do some other fucking thing yeah literally any other Fucking thing. Well, I, I, I think so. So here's you know the one thing I'll say is that I think that there's a lot of people who have who were not prepared to. They're not. It's not that they're not prepared to confront their own whiteness or their own privilege. Yeah. They just don't know how to put it in a song without it feeling like they're trying to muscle onto someone else's like someone else's turf. Yeah, so then it because, just gets yeah, really because, toast, right? because the fucked up thing about privilege is that like is that a lot of people experience it but no one really owns it. Right. Right. And so and so it's this Taylor idea of like who does? Taylor Swift does. <laughs> I, my, my, wait, did you, did you just get bumped in line for tickets? Yeah. My, sweet. my standness does not allow me to address this, this question properly. Um, 
but um but i but i but i i do think that that it is something that so like if if a lot of so like if james murphy came out with an album that was all about like mm-hmm. i have become aware of my whiteness and my privilege etc cetera, etc cetera, that to me would feel like a cynical cash well, grab that would be in the way yes. that <laughs> <would> be <laughs> in the way in the way that this record does not right. right and so and so i so if you're him you're sort of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't on the one hand on the other hand Yes, I agree that the that the app like, and it's the same with the Father John Misty record, and 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 I think I said this, I think I said this on the episode yeah. where like race race is conspicuously absent from that album, and he spends a lot of time making fun of people who live virtually or online, and I think I said that our good friend Marcus wrote a piece about how You're right. if, yes. if the world right. is trying to destroy your body, the way to survive that is to live, live online virtually. Just live virtually and right? enjoy people and so, virtually. And, and so I don't think I don't think Josh Tolman is aware of his own privilege when he writes that. No, but I also don't want to hear a quote-unquote race record <laughs> from Josh Tolman. Yeah. Yeah, of yeah. all the like that is yeah. but, but I have a long list of things but, I don't want to hear if we're comparing because I recommended that album to somebody uh, the other night because, it, it, because it, it's it, a good record well, it, but it's not it's not it's not musically a good record to compare it like at least uh, Tillman committed to this vision and and said something because saying I'm 50 and like bored because I'm creative and rich is not a statement. And I don't care how groovy it, uh, it sounds. Me and Leonard Cohen sat down, had a bottle of wine and we thought about music. Right. Right. And then we decided to write this a is, song. Uh, 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 this is a, this is a, a teaser. This is the type of shit that like you would hear from Trey Anastasio back in the day. Fish planer coming up. Me, me, <laughs> me, me and John Modeski would sit and read Ravel scores. And it's like, no, that's, that's that's not. There, there's no time for that in life. And look, I maybe we're putting a lot of responsibility on James Murphy, but maybe no, he. But that's, but the, maybe that's the he, point of music. Maybe he does have that responsibility. Uh, I, I'm not going to decide that, but yeah. maybe maybe you listening like decide that. Maybe you know you you got to get your yayas out, but like you got to we got to find leaders. Yeah. Correct. Agreed. Hundred percent. Like yeah. the, the, yeah. it, it, this can't yeah. all just be people are doing shit and it's cool because there is there's no point to, there's no point to us doing this certainly I mean there's no point now <laughs> but but there's no point to us doing this but there's no point to like to just it's like okay cool like you tried awesome like if you're James See, if you're James Murphy why didn't you call Solange right you you can. She's not going to sure. turn down James Murphy's phone and call, and you wouldn't have made a soul record either if you called Solange. Right, exactly. It would have made it would have made a cool, awesome yeah. DFA right. record with her. You, he could do that. Yeah, but why don't you? Because there's an issue of that'll be the James Murphy project. That'll yeah. be that'll be his solo. Well, assignment. and that's that's what I was saying about stretching outside the issues yeah. of like, oh, you know, it's all this, but the, the issue at hand. Uh, which is weird that this episode turns. The issue at hand is that America is racist as fuck. And don't forget sexist and homophobic and xenophobic. Don't, don't forget it. <laughs> don't, forget don't, it. don't forget it. It falls under the umbrella. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as we massage that, we need to never forget what the... The original sin. Yeah. Yeah. The original sin. It is. Um... 
So to close it out, uh, yeah, I mean, you heard what I was going to do. Marcus, what are you going to do with this? Throw this thing in the fucking trash. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, when we come back in a few minutes, kids, uh, Eduardo, you got a nice little suggestion for us. A nice little track to, like, uh, I hope uh, so. after dinner. A nice little mint. change of pace. After, yeah. after dinner, mint. We'll see you in a few. James Murphy's LCD Sound System, uh, American Dream, is out now everywhere you can buy records. Uh, I think we talked uh, enough about it. We won't be talking about it at the end of the year. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> no, no, uh, and, and uh, you Although know, Pitchfork will. Pitchfork will. Shout out to Pitchfork. You know, that's fine. Uh, but as we try to make these conversations... A little tighter. I think we found out tonight that like sometimes you just it's don't. hard, man. It's, hard, it's man. not even hard. So it's much sometimes. Uh, hope we didn't bore you, but right now we're not going to bore you because we're going to be quick and to the point. Uh, we like to close out these podcasts by doing a thing where we, we we bring you something that might be under your radar, or at least under the radar of the music in general. Uh, this is, I think, going to be way under uh, because Eduardo, you're the shit. When it comes to this, uh, you you are our secret weapon. So uh, please aim and shoot, brother. So we have some cool. We have a cool little like throwback to the early two thousands in the sense that uh, mosquitoes or mosquitos, if you're speaking Portuguese, um, uh, was a band that had a little bit of little bit of success in the in the early to mid two thousands. They had an album that I think NPR at the time liked a lot. Um, mm-hmm. They they never they never really broke through or or, or really kind of crossed over. Um, but they have a new album out called Mexican Dust, and um, and this band is um, fronted by uh, Juju uh, Stubach, I think is how to say that, and she is uh, Brazilian like me. She's a Carioca like me, I think, and they spend time between uh, Brooklyn and uh, I guess Oaxaca now. She's aided by uh, Chris Root and uh, John Marshall Smith. Um, and, uh, and this new album is just a lovely little, it's, it, it's exactly what they do, which is this eminently enjoyable kind of mix of indie pop and, uh, bossa nova and, uh, Brazilian influences. Some of the songs are in Portuguese. This is a song that I picked specifically because it is in, in Portuguese. It's called Estrangeira, which, because our nouns and adjectives are gendered, it means a female, uh, uh, female foreigner or a stranger, and it's a song that sort of touches on these hints of alienation and and and, and foreignness and and not belonging. Um, it has a very uh, elegant turn of phrase in Portuguese, where it, uh, 
appears to refer to Rio as a city that no longer exists, which if you follow the current political and social climate, yeah. unfortunately feels about right. And if you're my age or I presume uh, Juju's age, like you remember going, you remember a different Rio from, from the one that exists now. And it's just, it's just a lovely little counterpoint to all of the James Murphiness we've been dealing with tonight. Indeed. So, uh, so let's hear it. Uh, how do you say? Estrangeira? Estrangeira. Estrangeira. And uh, hopefully they'll be in DC at some point, and I can actually see them. I've never, I've never gotten wild. to see them live. I would, I would love to, yeah. love to have my meet those guys and talk to Juju and the and the, and we- the band. That song, so so that song actually, I, I wiped a tear away the first time I listened to that song, which is something I didn't do the entire time I listened to the LCD Sound System record. <laughs> so I feel like that's worth fair, hearing. Fair, fair, <laughs> yeah. We can have it at your house, like we had Andrea Abia. So I am finishing Andre's book. Yeah, and it's amazing it's solid right it's well i mean it's it's difficult i'm gonna say this publicly but 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 like i'm gonna have a private conversation with her i think 
it has so much to do with not just arthritis, but like depression. Yeah, it's it's yes. wild. It yes. is. It is. Uh, if you if you haven't listened to it, I think it's like episode two ninety eight. Uh, Andrea Avery yeah, yeah, Sonata, yeah. Uh, you did the interview. I just sort of sat back uh, yeah. with your wife and laughed. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but it, it, amazing chat, an amazing um, amazing book. Uh, and uh, proper for 2017, I think. Yeah, it, it it hits on a lot of things that are that are impactful. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, that is about our podcast for uh, tonight. And uh, no, this will be the first one for this week. Yeah, I can't remember what's coming Hell up yeah. on Thursday, but this is this is Monday, so we're, we're back, guys. We're, it's we're exciting. Back. <laughs> it's, it's happy. Well, this is your first one back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you, if you like what you heard, you can subscribe to us now on. Uh, Apple Podcasts. It's no longer just iTunes. It's Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. They re- I guess next week the iOS 11 comes out, and that's going to... Oh, it's all different. We'll figure it out. We get yeah. weird metrics. Are we still on stuff. Stitcher and SoundCloud? Yes. And- we are, no, we are not on SoundCloud, because SoundCloud oh. is a dying monolith. R.I.P. Uh, SoundCloud. Yeah. Sorry. Um, are we on Spotify? We are. I just put in the app. Yeah, right. we may get nice. on Spotify. Right. We are on Google Play. We're, we're pretty much everywhere. I mean, and look, the Exciting. option is always available. If you just email me, you're like, bro, can you email me an MP3 of that? I'm like, yeah, bro. Kevin at chunkyglasses.com. <laughs> Kevin at chunkyglasses.com. There it is. You can also email Eduardo and say, Eduardo, can you take care of my 311 CDs? Because you which have I, no which more I, duties. Which I <laughs> failed to do over <laughs> there. <laughs> One the, of the, the things, one night I took off, one of the things <laughs> lost in the flood was all my 311 CDs, which is kind of great, but kind of fucked up. They're now down, down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. And with that, uh, we will see you guys. <laughs> That's horrible. That's fucking so horrible. That's so horrible. Look. I don't know how many hours in 303 episodes. That may be the worst thing ever said on here. <laughs> Jesus. Um, anyways, uh, thank you guys for hanging out in the cat apartment, Mr. Dowling. Of course. Where can you be reached at? Uh, let's see. Um, well, let's see. Um, at Marcus K. Dowling, M A R C with a uh, M A R C U S K D O W L I N G on all social media mm-hmm. uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you know, just find me at Decades Nightclub, DecadesDC.com, at DecadesDC on all social media. Do not um, sleep on this man's medium, by the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. medium. I'm like yeah. superficial on medium now. Medium.com slash at Marcus K. Dowling. Like, I'm actually a medium partner now. So, yeah. um, just this is a heads up. Just like, become a medium member because the, the, the people that they're getting to write on medium now are insane. And it's, and the view of that number is ridiculous so yeah there's, there's stuff going on so yeah. I, I always I always have something wild going on so yeah keep an eye out tell them tell them to launch a podcast you know what I'm saying yeah where can people find you um, I'm Eduardo at chunkyglasses.com yes I'm, you are I'm not a leading writer on medium um, you're, but you're awesome though I'm in uh, I'm in Stronghold DC I'm feeding cats in the mm-hmm. alley so if you want to come find me between Evarts and Franklin, is <laughs> be most that's nice. where you're going to be funny. Uh, where are you on Twitter here? Um, I'm at Eduardo uh, double underscore two oh nine. I think yes, yeah, that's as uh, you. Because some fucker took Eduardo underscore two oh nine because it wasn't bad enough that he took Ed two oh nine. Yeah, 
Not okay. But it was your RoboCop reference that got you hired. I know. I know. Which That's is amazing. My, Which is amazing. That's what I work for. And uh, I'm out there. Uh, eh, we're on the shit. But uh, C-H-N-K-Y, because some motherfucker took Chunky Kevin. Ugh. I imagine them, I imagine them fatter than I am. <laughs> Enjoy that bag of chips, bro. <laughs> wow. Uh and uh yeah, but uh as always we have you know, we're doing this thing and we have uh Matt is down at uh Arcane ninety three, he's down at Hopscotch right now covering that. Mauricio is out, he's digging so deep into the city I can't even like it's oh, yeah. su- it's super exciting. I was, like, like bumping into Mauricio on like fourteenth Street. If he he shoots for us, he shoots for uh, so far, DC, he he shoots for everybody, but he has, uh, he is, uh, and it's his birthday today. So oh, ha- no shit. Ha- happy birthday, Mauricio. Happy he's, 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 he's covering uh, Japanese breakfast for us right now, which is, should oh, be at the show, but that's yeah. another album. Uh, happy, I really love happy 21st. I just got yeah. that vinyl. To this guy. Yeah. yeah. And, I'm uh, joking. He's at 21. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but he is a hokey. So he is. He is. He is so, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So at any rate, we've rambled on too long. We'll see you guys in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears. Be better to your people. See you later next time. From the basement. Hey! Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>